0: Paul here happy Friday we're back outside because somehow we've been transformed to the wintry weather to the the balmy the balmy conditions of 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 the state of Florida so it's always an interesting gig here the only place that can have 40 degree weather swings in the space of a day but that's why we love it all right we're here continuing our journey through the book of Exodus, and we talked yesterday about this first plague, which was the kind of the curse of the Nile, where the Nile, which is to be this life-giving place, uh, the center of, of crop production and a sign of life, and fertility and growth and you know the Nile itself was a god. you know got the the Nile is is sort of rendered impotent um, as it's turned to blood and all the other water in Egypt is turned to blood well God's second plague upon the Egyptians also focuses on the Nile but in a little bit different way as we're going to see so let me read this passage the second plague the plague of the frogs So we're going to read uh, 15 verses beginning in Exodus 8, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom, and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants, and your people, and into your ovens, and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come up on you, and on your people, and on all your servants. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, and over the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So so Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same by their secret arts and made frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Plead with the Lord to take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, Be pleased to command me when I am to plead for you and for your servants and for your people, that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses and be left only in the Nile. And he said, Tomorrow. Moses said be it as you say so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God the frogs shall go away from you and your houses and your servants and your people they shall be left only in the Nile so Moses and Aaron went out from the, from Pharaoh and Moses cried to the Lord about the frogs and he had agreed with Pharaoh and as the Lord did and the Lord did according to the word of Moses the frogs died out in the houses the courtyards and the fields and they gathered them together in heaps and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Father, bring alive stories that you gave us from thirty five hundred years ago. Lord, your your word tells us in First Corinthians that these stories were given for our benefit. They happened so that we could learn more about you and about ourselves. And who we are in relationship to you. So we pray that you would do that in Jesus' name, Amen. Let's take a let's take a gulp here. So the first plague centered on the Nile and was sort of a curse of the Nile to render it powerless, lifeless. Well, as we're going to see with all these plagues, there is an intensification with all of them, and they are building. Um, in intensity they are building in their impact and and what was for Pharaoh himself an inconvenience with the previous plague he had to rely on people to bring him water from freshly dug wells instead of the Nile he couldn't go bathe in the Nile well now the second plague is is more is more active not not as much passive it's more active these these frogs that are cursed the land they are going to be infesting everything and so you can you note those times in your own home when you come upon a as we say in Tennessee a critter uh, that's not supposed to be there whether it's a mouse or a snake or a lizard which seems to be the case here in Florida um, a uh, a skink uh, heaven forbid and how destructive that is and how everybody in the house freaks out well now now think about that in spades you know these frogs these amphibians are everywhere you know they you they, they open their closet they're in the bathroom they're in their beds they're they're crawling around they're in their food supply I mean it's it's a pretty in a sense, you know devastating sort of um, impact and so you see the intensification but interesting also again, part two to this is its connection to the Nile so as before as yesterday the Nile was cursed, the center of life was no longer producing life. now the Nile is not only not producing life it's in fact producing death okay and we don't need to think about this merely in terms of a, as a natural disaster where the blood of the Nile you know caused the frogs to die now there there could be some connections with that, but Clearly there's an emphasis here on the supernatural aspect that this is no mere ordinary death of frogs, okay? These are hordes of frogs, uh, a multitudinous uh, grouping of them that's infested the whole land and they are dying like crazy. And so now we see not only is the Nile um, impotent, but the Nile is producing death, okay? And, that, and that's the, probably the first lesson we, we from from this second plague. It's just a reminder that not only are our idols powerless but in fact they actively work against us they they produce death they produce frustration they produce failure um there there might be a limited uh short-term pleasure associated with our idols whatever those idols happen to be um, the things we value and and have allegiance to above god in our hearts but but here we see that there is an actual Point of death working through them and this is something that the the egyptians would have experienced um, you know tenfold what they had seen as their source of life was now actually cursing them producing producing death uh, a second thing that we see here that's that's fascinating um is that we see pharaoh coming to moses pleading For him to plead with God on his behalf so here here we have a a pagan leader a pagan a pagan uh, ruler who's coming to the man of God to ask him to plead for God on on his behalf and and again this is where we see Moses's priestly role that not only is Moses a prophet okay speaking representing um, God to Pharaoh or God to the people but, but, but Moses is actually a priest. He's representing the people to God. He's representing Pharaoh to God. And he's pleading on Pharaoh's behalf. Now, when Pharaoh says, Moses says, hey, when do you, when do you want me to plead for you? And, and Pharaoh says, tomorrow. That sounds a little strange to us. Why wouldn't Pharaoh said, plead to God on my behalf today? Well, it's this idea that this was going to be a prolonged intercession. It was going to take, um, you know, a long time of prayer and being before the Lord and this was kind of ancient uh, Middle Eastern tradition in terms of prayer to gods and so so this is just in accordance with that but, it's, but this really again teaches us that it's not just Christians who need a mediator right we all need a mediator um, everyone needs a mediator um, everyone needs a bridge between themselves and God and we need to be aware of this as believers as we are seeking opportunities for witness for mission for the gospel to those around us that that deep in the heart of every every person whether they are believer or not is this innate god-given vacuum where people know that they are at odds people know that they are estranged okay from um the holy reality of the other and and whether they acknowledge that as God or something else people need closure people need resolution people need abdication people need a covering right and 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 what a natural bridge to the gospel and Moses provides it here also gives us a, a sense of like how to pray for unbelievers how to pray for people in our life we want to be praying to God on their behalf to have mercy and and so this mediatorial function is is a is a prominent place in moses ministry and it reminds us again of our need everyone's need for a mediator and finally okay one final lesson we are again reminded why all this is happening verse 10 and he said tomorrow and moses said be it as you say so that you may know that there is no one like the lord our god So. All of these plagues, this plague as well, are intended to show Pharaoh: not only is the Nile not your source of life; in fact, it's the source of death. But in fact, in God and God alone, there is none like Him. In God and God alone is there is is there life, is there intercession, is there is there covering. And this is going to be brought home to Pharaoh and the people of Egypt over and over and over again. And of course it's a lesson for the people of, 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 of Israel because remember they're going to get in the desert they're going to complain against God they, they say they want to go back to Egypt okay which is more than just material comforts it's it's a rejection of God and an embrace um, I think possibly of, of a return to the, the pagan idolatry of Egypt it's going to be a reminder once again that there is no rival to God That he is supreme and sovereign and reigning on his throne and that there are no contenders right there are only pretenders there are only those who who would fashion themselves as rivals of God but again they are just done away with by a word right by a flick of the flick of the finger so to speak and and if you want to see the result of the worship of false gods then we see them here at the end of this little section where it says the frogs died, and they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. Wow, what a picture of the results of idolatry, right? So if you've ever been up north when it snows, and you see these huge plows and bulldozers pushing the snow off the roads to the side, and it piles up in heaps, right? Um, That's what's happening to these frogs. There are so many they're having to clear the roadways clear the pathways and they are rotting stinking covered in covered in flies um, covered in gnats which is interesting the next two um, curses next two plagues um, are, are in fact exactly that gnats and and flies we'll talk about that next week but but what moses is wanting to show us here is the natural end result of idolatry and god is frustrating the attempts of the Egyptians to find their hope in them um, but it, of course verse 15 but when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had said and so God says fine we're going to have to up the ante and increase the pressure so you'll really know that there are no rivals there is none like our God all right so that's our time today from Exodus 8 the second plague the frogs Monday morning sharp 8 a.m. We'll look at the gnats and we'll probably look at the third and fourth plagues together gnats and flies um ought to be ought to be good so we'll see you then let me pray lord go with us this weekend keep in mind that we need a mediator keep that in mind for us help us to pray for those who are lost around us help us ourselves to run to christ as our mediator lord continue to show us that that our idols um, are not just lifeless but they are in fact producers of death And that in you and you alone can we trust, can we um, hope in and put our faith in and have you never disappoint. Well, we ask these things in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, everybody, have a great weekend.